Real Golf Radio. It's a reround now on the tee. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome into the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountainland Supply, your turf specialist with rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. And we thank you for joining us every Saturday morning, 6 to 9, right here on Real Golf Radio on 1280 The Zone. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, Dave Glauser producing. We appreciate you uh, being with us. And, hey, we have entered the orange phase, gone from red to orange. So uh, it's sun-kissed all around for uh for those of you in the golf world and, and otherwise, you can get out. Got some restaurants open. We're free to move about a little bit more. Of course, we're being we're being you know following the guidelines, but still um, a little uh, a little soda, a little orange soda to you, Bob. <laughs> little orange soda and a little orange soda to you and a golf. They're open right now too. Yes, great, good. You and a golf, good sponsor of the show as well. And glad to hear that they're open and up and running. We we just everybody's got to get open. Everybody needs to get out. I think we've we've all sheltered in place, if you will, even though that's not what we're calling it here. But we've we've pretty much weathered this thing, and things are doing well. And 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 congrats to everybody for what you are doing. But man, it's important to get out and and uh, be agree. able to start you know, jumpstarting the economy and, and all that goes along with that. And, you know, it's interesting is, of course, we focus on the game of golf here. And thankfully, uh, Governor Herbert has allowed golf to continue throughout this um, stay safe, stay home phase, the red phase. And even as we enter into orange, uh, golf courses continue to remain open and operational. And, of course, there's certain things that you have to do to help keep everybody safe. And that's important. Uh, but having a release, having an outlet like golf is is certainly been key for me and my my mental health throughout all of this and I know for many of you that are listening as well. I thought it would be interesting today to, as we kick off the show to talk a little bit about what it's been like from uh, an inside perspective about managing a golf club during this COVID-19 crisis. So I'm pleased to welcome in uh, our general manager at Alpine Country Club, Neil Maurer. He's part of the Troon Corporation, member of the PGA of America, and uh, he's kind enough to stop in. Neil, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Brian. How you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for t- uh, spending some time with us. So here we enter in from uh, red to orange. Before we kind of talk about maybe some of the changes and what what that means for you, how has this been? I mean, you've you've been around the golf industry for a long time. How has this? How have you guys, I guess, pivoted and reacted? And and what are the things that you've done in order to be able to keep our club and and golf functioning during this strange time? You know, great question. Yeah, I've been in the industry for about 26 years now, and uh, this certainly is uh, the most unique times that I've ever been a part of. I think first and foremost, we're, we're trying to keep everybody safe. We're trying to keep the membership safe. We're trying to keep our vendors. We're trying to keep our staff safe. So safety is the first priority, and everything else, you know, is designed around that. Um, we, we, we've, we, we've done a great job. It's uh, As we move from red to orange, and the restrictions have lifted a little bit, it's going to get a lot easier. You know, I think the main thing is, is getting people reacclimated with other people, you know, with people coming in, you know, to the clubhouse now and, and different things opening up. It's, it's going to be a challenge for everybody. So part of that orange, you guys have been um, doing food and, and having people come pick it up and, and that kind of thing. Now you're going to allow people into the clubhouse to be able to sit down and have meals and that kind of thing and interact. 
Yeah, it's, you know, we can open up at, at, at half capacity. So, you know, all of our dining rooms are, are properly uh, designed, you know, tables 10 feet apart, and, and, and we're, we're really only going to be operating, you know, with, with a max of about uh, 10 to 15 people in each room. So it's, it's, it's going to be safe, and it's going to be good for people to get back in here. It's going to be great for our associates to, to do what they love to do, you know, to serve the membership, to create those experiences, because, you know, that, that's what golf is. Golf is, 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 a, is a list of great experiences, and, and food and beverage is certainly a part of it. Golf, you know, riding in a cart with somebody else is part of it. Although we can't do it yet, I look forward to that day where, where you can ride with your buddy or, you know, wh- whoever it may be. Neil Mowers, general manager at Alpine Country Club and joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I, I just got to say, you know, I've had an opportunity to interact with Neil through this, and he's shown really good leadership because this is one of those situations that kind of – freaked everybody out. I mean, there was no way of knowing. There was so much uncertainty and and how do we operate? And, you know, I'll credit Neil for, you know, just understanding the situation and doing what he could. So, uh, I mean, maybe talk about some of the measures that were put into place to allow golf, because I know uh, I follow some of my friends that are back East, some of them are in Southern California and other places where they've not been allowed to play golf. And again, thanks to credit to Governor Herbert for allowing and recognizing the the way that you can enjoy golf safely through all of this and, and allowing us to do that. But what are some of the things, talk about some of those things that you put into place that allowed golf to safely continue during the, this time. I think one of the big things was, you know, we had to kind of, we had to shut down the clubhouse because we had to, we had to keep our employees safe with that one-on-one interaction, that close interaction. So kind of keeping the membership, playing golf and the associates working kind of behind the glass was kind of the first step. We were lucky that, uh, that, that the golfers were able to, to still utilize the use of an electric cart. I think that was huge for our state. I know some of our states back east, like Delaware per se, they, they were walking only. And that really limits a lot of your golfing public. Um, so that, that was one big thing, you know, being allowed to use carts, you know, the foam in the bottom of the cup so you don't have to touch the flagstick. You know, keeping the flagsticks in, removing the rakes from the bunkers. You know, these are all little things that go a long way. And it's really speeding up a pace of play. I think if you look across the industry, these rounds are being played in three and a half, three forty-five, because everybody can go right to their ball. They don't have to take the pin out. They're not raking bunkers. So even as busy as you are, you still get around the golf course in three hours, three hours and 30 minutes. Well, that's that. That is a, I guess, the silver lining there, uh, for sure. You know, the other thing you did, which I thought was really impressive, is uh, taking care of the employees. It's it's a difficult situation where you want to maintain your staff. I mean, just like every other corporation, you're trying to keep your employees, you know, surviving this as well, financially and otherwise. And uh, inspired the the club to put together uh, an employee um, support or employee relief fund, and and that was that was really really well received as well. Uh, it, it was it was awesome. I tell you what, balancing the relationships of your staff has been the biggest challenge and the biggest reward of all this. I mean, you know, you know my job is to bring the vibe every day, making sure people are safe, making sure because everybody reacting to this thing different. You know, my my 25 year old employee versus my 50 year old employee, and I'm in the middle there. Everybody has a different feeling about this. So being able to, to, to get them some relief during this and, and the membership, you know, supported it full heartedly. I mean, it's, it's going to be great. And, and we're still, 
you know, ramping up as we open up, we're, we're getting them back to work. So it's, it, it's really been, it's, it's, it's been a good ride. It's been an interesting ride, but you know, the, the club could have done any more than they've done. They, they, they've been great. And I'll, I'll say this too, Neil, you know, you, you think about being a member of a country club or what are the benefits or what are, you know, people are weighing that decision often during a time like this, we had to enforce, we had to basically shut down guest play. One, we wanted to limit the interaction. We wanted to, and we wanted to allow the members to have an opportunity to get out and play. And it is, it's been remarkable to me how busy the golf course has been. Again, understanding that really most of the other outlets are closed. There, there are just not a lot of options out there, but the country club was one that remained open. You could get out there and play some golf, get some fresh air, get some exercise, take a, take a break from the worries, all of that type of thing. So I think it really speaks. If, if you're considering uh, joining a club, consi- not, not that we're, we hope to ever go through a pandemic ever again, but it is one of those things that provides a nice outlet. And, and, uh, and I think we, we talked about it in our board meeting. There, there were some folks that found themselves regularly joining as uh, regular attending the golf club as guests suddenly couldn't do that they decided hey I, i'm just gonna join because this is this is a great deal yeah it's uh, the, the numbers we're seeing as far as you know 95 percent of every member is utilizing the golf course now we're doing more rounds in april than we normally do in july wow. so the people are, are and we're hoping they fall back in love with golf i mean we want our membership to utilize the country club. That, that, that just stimulates everything. It stimulates growth. It stimulates your food and beverage operation. So having people around has been, has been awesome. Although they haven't been able to come in the building and we haven't been able to kind of embrace them with that, that big hug we like doing. But you know, I think that time has come where we're, we're, we're going to be able to do that again. How have you, uh, have you talked with, with other general managers or what are you hearing in, in the industry from other general managers about how they're dealing with this type of thing? Uh, we, we have a great support group within Troon. Um, you know, I have a regional vice president that connects all the general managers under him and, and we're in close contact all the time, but also, you know, the local community. I mean, we've, I've been in contact with, with Hidden Valley and Willow Creek and Salt Lake and the Cottonwood club and then Trotted that. I mean, we, everybody's on the same team on this one. And, and Hey, what's working for you guys? It might work for us. It might not work for us, but you know, we're, we're sharing our stories, you know, electronically and, and, and getting some great ideas and, and, and trying to get through this together as a team, whether or not you're under the true portfolio or not, we're on the same team. I love that. Hey, Neil, I just wanted to th- tell you thanks again uh, for all, all the good work that you've done and keeping the club operating and, and all of the, the professionals out there who have, you know, taken this time to, you know, put extra hours to um, Im- implement new policies in order to allow golf to be played and played safely during this time. I, you know, I, again, we're, we're pleased to have you on here, but speaking generally to all the professionals throughout the state of Utah and, and what they've done, it's, it, it means a lot. And again, following those that are unable able to play in other states you know seeing what that the pain that they're going through uh is is uh, is a bummer really and it makes us feel fortunate that we have the opportunity to get out and play golf and and use that as a relief during this time so well done hey and by the way can you can you squash the rumors that once the pandemic is over you will in fact find rakes in the bunker and you should use them can you you know or the rumor being that you never have to rake again i mean can we squash that now yeah, I, I hope we get back to raking bunkers. I can, I can tell you, I don't hit it too many of them, but when I do, I, I, 
I'll look forward to a nicely groomed bunker here here shortly. I'll tell you that. My, my guess is those that didn't rake the bunkers before the pandemic are probably not going to be raking them after the pandemic. But hey, maybe maybe uh, maybe we could all learn a little something there. I just had to throw that jab in there to to those that don't rake. Um, but anyway, Neil, thanks so much, man. We appreciate it. Always good to visit with you. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, there you go. Neil Mowers, general manager of Alpine Country Club, member of the Troon Corporation, member of the PGA of America, and uh, really appreciate him taking some time. It's It's been cool. It's been cool to see what they've done out there at the club. And, um, you know, again, golf is is one of those things that's emerged as a tremendous relief for, for so many uh, during this time and looking forward to hopefully seeing the PGA Tour uh, and that uh, tour golf be able to provide some relief and some opportunity for some entertainment on television. Even if you can't have fans on the golf course coming in, up in June at Colonial, hopefully we'll be able to at least watch a televised version of that and, and give us something to break up the monotony of being stuck at home for sure. Well, listen, we'll take a short break. We'll come back. Uh, we had some tremendous conversations in the first two hours, if you missed it. One with Andy North, a two-time U.S. Open champ and longtime ESPN analyst. And Kenny Perry, 14 times a winner on the PGA Tour, 10 PGA Tour champions victories. Guy's one of the best uh, ever and just one of the nicest guys. We actually we actually ended up bringing up the 2009 Masters and it was a, a common a little bit of a comic moment and then uh, some real good insight and seriousness about how that stuff just never goes away. It's been 11 years, but man, that just does not go away. Anyway, you don't want to miss. We'll play both of those for you. Coming up next, right here on hour number three of Real Golf Radio. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob back with you after this on 1280 The Zone. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. 
Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. For a long time, cancer was one step ahead. Now, the Prostate Cancer Foundation's research is delivering new treatments to patients all the time. I've had prostate cancer. My dad had it, which means now I'm at a greater risk. Join us as we finally take the lead over cancer. Put this game behind us, once and for all. I beat it, and so can you. To get ahead of the game, go to PCF.org to learn more. Ever wonder how the Salt Lake Bees baseball field looks so good? The award-winning Bees grounds crew turned to Mountainland Supply for their turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? Well, when you need irrigation products for your lawn that you can trust, Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe, parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Golfers, our tee times, fairways, and greens are on the horizon. Until then, your friends at Uinta Golf encourage you to stay safe, practice social distancing, and wash your hands. Our plan is to reopen based off state and federal guidelines. During the interruption, our online store remains open at WorldwideGolfShops.com. Thank you for your patience and understanding, and most of all, for being a part of our amazing golf community. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we look forward to serving you soon. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to hour number three of Real Golf Radio, the Mountainland Supply Hour of the show. Brian and Bob with you. Dave Glowns are producing. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Bob, we had a great interview. Another great interview, I should say. We had many with Kenny Perry. Uh, Just one of the if people ask all the time, who's your favorite interview or who have you liked meeting the most? And it's tough for me not to just say Kenny Perry. He's such a nice guy. He is just a genuinely good dude. And wow, did he have a run, Bob? I mean, as he said, yep. he's got his tour card in 87. And he was winning up until he was almost 50 on the regular mm-hmm. tour. It's remarkable. Almost won the Masters at 49. How about that? Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Really, really good. So we had a chance to catch up with him, find out what he's doing in Franklin, Kentucky during this time. And we even brought up the Masters. It was pretty funny. Uh, And then it got serious, and it was really, really good. It's worth listening to. It's about 20 minutes, but really good stuff. Here it is, our conversation with Kenny Perry. Kenny, how are you? Hey, Brian. Hey, Bob. How are y'all? We are doing great, man. We appreciate you taking some time to be with us. And uh, how how are you holding up out in Kentucky? Uh, You know what? You said you appreciate my time. I've got lots of time right now. I've got months of time going on. They they put us they, this virus has them put us on retirement. So it's been interesting sitting around the house, uh, like uh, trying to find a place to go get a haircut. And I'm afraid to let Sandy cut my hair, so I don't know what that looks like. Uh, we've been doing we've been doing yard projects, uh, kind of cutting some trees down and planting some new uh, new trees and landscaping, and uh, so. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut out for that kind of job. You know, 
That's all. You know, it's, it's just been crazy to just, uh, you know, Sandy, we've been, you know, what we've been doing mostly is every afternoon about 4 o'clock, 3.30, we get one of my old cars, and we'll go just cruise the countryside uh, here in Kentucky and Franklin and uh, just get an old hot rod and just, it's been kind of crazy. We do it just about every evening. That's what we enjoy doing. That's how we get away from the house. You know, we're still trying to, you know, stay away from everybody because we're kind of at that age now it's, that, that, that virus is affecting. So it kind of makes you a little bit nervous to get around people. And uh, so we just get an old car. We try to do that social distancing thing and do a lot of waving at people. And uh, it's been interesting. It's been a lot of, you know, it's just been very quiet and very peaceful kind of like I said, it's going to feel like what retirement would kind of feel like if I actually do that in a little bit. I, I was expecting when you started talking uh, about yard work, I, I was I was thinking maybe you were, you know, working on a Harley or uh, working on a new Chevy or something like that. I figured I was going to get some stories about uh, how you're car. putting together some of that stuff. Well, you know, the drag strips are all closed. I mean, I got my, my race cars ready to go. I've got it done. It's complete. Uh, just put a new 632 cubic inch motor in it. Makes about uh, 1,100 something horsepower, and uh, my car's done. And, but you know, all the drag strips are closed. Uh, this would have been a perfect time for me to actually go do some testing, some racing, and uh, since the golf's not going on, but you know, it just everything's closed. You really can't do a lot. I've been piddling a little with a few of my old hot rods, uh, just kind of doing little odd and end things. Uh, I took a little Nova. And, Worked on the front end, changed the suspension on it, and uh, put some new tires on it, changed the oil. I mean, it's just common stuff that a lot of people do with their old cars just to kind of keep them up to date. And uh, that was, but you know what? You just, you get, I, I love that. You know, I like doing all that, but, you know, I like driving them mostly. And that's kind of what Sandy, most of my cars are all done. So we just get out and cruise most of the afternoon. So do you do all that work yourself? I do some of it. I don't do it all. I mean, some of those things, like, you know, when I start putting A-frame bushings in in that, I don't have – I guess I could burn them out or whatever, but they got a press. My buddy's got a press. He can push them out, and everything makes it makes the job a lot easier uh, stuff. So, you know, I can do a little of it, but I can't do some of the hard stuff. I let him do it. And uh, I just – you know, they asked me, they said, how do you do all that? I said, it's easy. I just write the check. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! It gets done, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh. Kenny Perry joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So, what's your collection like? What I mean, do do you share that? I mean, what what's your kind of give us yeah. some highlights of your collection? Uh, I've got I've got I own about twenty old cars, and they're all Chevys. I'm a Chevy nut. That's that's the only thing uh, I, I fool with. And I've I've got let's see, I've got uh, I got a 50, couple fifty five Chevys, fifty seven Chevy. I got a 60 Impala. I got a 65 convertible Impala. Then I got two or three 69 Camaros, a couple of 68 Camaros. I got some Chevy 2 Novas, 67 and 66 Chevy 2 Nova. Uh, I got a 55 pickup truck, short bed truck I restored. Ooh. Uh, so I can keep going. Let's see. Look. <laughs> Whatever. I can't even remember them all. I got, oh, I got a 67 Chevelle which is an awesome car. And I actually just picked up yesterday a uh, 2020 uh, Corvette, the new Corvette, the mid-engine. I oh, just those got are beauties. It, uh, which is kind of odd after you drive a car that sways and rolls as it's going into a curve as opposed to one that hugs the ground and the engine's behind you and you're getting pushed instead of pulled. It's a pretty amazing car. So uh, the, the Corvette, I live 20 minutes from – the Corvette plant where all the Corvettes in the world are made. 
in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And uh, they let me, they're good to me. They let me come on the floor. I get to watch the cars being built in, uh, in the factory. And uh, then the museum deliveries, the museum was right by the factory. So I got to go up to the museum and that's where the car, they delivered the car to me there. And uh, it's pretty neat to go through the museum. Uh, it's, it's a really neat experience. And then the road track is across the street where you can run the car on the track. Uh, it's a two and a half mile road course track, which is incredible. Uh, so it's a lot of fun, but you know, all they had there was 30 people working, uh, on staff. They're still allowed to have museum pickups. Uh, but it's normally, you know, that place is packed. They'll have like that weekend. They told me last week they were, they were expecting, you know, two or 3000 cars. It was one of their big get together weekends and it was canceled. So, uh, it was a pretty quiet place, but it was, a, it was pretty neat to still get to go in there and tell you all about all the Corvettes and remember the hole that sunk in the museum it sucked in about 10 or 12 cars in the middle of the museum and uh it's, they pulled the cars out of the sinkhole and they're laid out around in, on display and, and then now they fix the sinkhole you know Kentucky we got Mammoth Cave we got a lot of caves here in Kentucky and that thing opened up right in the middle of the museum thank goodness it was at night and nobody was in the museum yeah uh, viewing all the cars and uh it sucked in a bunch of cars but it's, it's a great story uh, it's just a pretty neat place. If people ever want a Corvette, they need to come to Bowling Green Kentucky and check it out. They'll love it. That's awesome. Kenny Perry joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right, so you have you been able to get out and play some golf there? Try to keep yourself busy a little bit, maybe get some games with some of the local guys? Yeah, I play. I played once a week here for the last four weeks. I play, We play every Wednesday at 2 o'clock. About 30 of us get together at Franklin Country Club. I call them the Franklin Mafia. Uh, we all put in five bucks. And we they put us you know in foursomes and it used to two ball your foursome, and uh, they kick my tail every time. I haven't they keep getting my five dollars, and I'm like, uh huh. I see this three friends in a stranger game going on. So uh, it was just they they've been killing me, and it was so funny. Fuzzy he goes to my church, and he's 67 years old, and I'm getting ready to turn 60 in August, and. Uh, he shot the first day, I, the first week I played, I shot 71. He shot 68. And I said, Fuzzy, you just kicked my butt. I said, I said you're going to have to give me one aside the next time we play. And, and so the next week out, they're all saying, I, I got $5 on KT. He's going to beat Fuzzy this week. So, uh, I mean, the ribbon was never ending. They wouldn't let me have it. They were just, all of them were just ripping me for every round we play. So it's been pretty comical. They letting you play straight up? Yeah, it's, it's just two best balls in the foursome. I mean, they've got a lot of scratch, got a you know, it's about a 6,500-yard golf course, and, you know, it's, and these guys, they're, they're, a lot of them are scratch golfers, and uh, they're, they're making it hard on me. <laughs> it's funny, Bob. It reminds me of uh, when we had Troy Merritt on the show. He's been doing the same thing. You know, he's he's in Boise, Idaho, and he's playing yeah. with his buddies at the club, and they're they're taking his money because they're making him – I think he said he shot 63 one day, but had to give up eight shots and lost money. He had to play to a plus eight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, he is really getting shafted. My guys are playing straight up with me. I'm not having to give shots. So that's pretty amazing. My club needs to play that club. We might get some of their money. <laughs> okay, so, so, so you talked about Fuzzy being 67. You and I are the same age, 59. Have you, have you come close to shooting your age yet? Uh, No. No, I haven't, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I came close a few I mean, I've actually shot that. I shot 59 in a tournament back in the uh, early 80s. 
it was a, a Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, a little pro am. And uh, but that's the only time I've ever shot fifty nine. I mean, uh, I've had chances at my golf course at Country Creek there in Franklin. I've I've shot sixty on it about eight or nine times, and I've missed fifty nine on last hole. I choke every time. I have the fifty nine, but can't make it. That ain't happening. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, but, no, but no, here I I don't hit it nearly as far. I don't hit my irons nearly as well, and I don't putt very good anymore. So yeah, I, that's gonna be. I need to hurry up, age up really fast to catch, so I'll be able to shoot my age. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, Kenny, when you look back at your career, uh, not that you're retired yet, but when you look back on it, I, I think that run you had was pretty amazing. When you you won Hogan's tournament, you won Jack's tournament, you won Arnold's tournament. You kind of had the legend slam there going for a couple of years. What what was it about those events, and and where does that rank amongst the wins you had? Well, they rank as good as they get for me. Uh, that was yeah. The only one I didn't get was Byron Nelson. I love Byron. Byron used to write me a lot of notes and stuff, and call me on the phone and say, "Hey, Kenny, you going to come play my tournament?" Who could say no to Byron Nelson on the phone? So that was pretty awesome. And uh, I wanted to win his tournament so bad, but never could get it done. But yeah, those terms to win at Jack's place, at Arnold's place. I mean, just those tournaments alone are, are phenomenal. Uh, Hogan's Alley was incredible for that colonial. Uh, so, you know, at age, in 2008 and 2009, I won five times. I was 48 and 8, and I was 49 years old in 2009. And what was neat about all that, those places are great, and they rank as about as good a place as I could ever win. You know, I won the Memorial in 91. That was my first tour win. Uh, got my card in 87. So that kind of told me, you know, I was on the right path to be able to win Jack's place. And uh, in 2009, I was 49 years old, and two families I've stayed with for over 25 years. I've watched their children grow up. I've been to their weddings, and they got kids now. Uh, one was in Hartford, and one was in Phoenix. And I actually won both those terms. I tried for 25 years. I've stayed with them to win those terms. And in 2009, I won both of them the same year, which was pretty ironic to be with two families for over 25 years in the to win them both the same year, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty incredible uh, to be able to have their families run up on the greens, and, and we all celebrated together, which was pretty special for me. That That's is cool. awesome. It's awesome. Well, I hate I hate to bring up two thousand nine. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to. You can go another direction. <laughs> we 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 actually played. Well, we, you know, Bob and I just uh, commemorated 20 years of doing this show at the end of last year, and we played some of the interviews, some of our favorite interviews of the last 20 years, and and we had you on that Saturday after the Masters in 2009. <laughs> And we kind of just said, Kenny, how you doing? And you went, you you went, you just started talking for about ten minutes, and you expressed uh, how you were, you know, these sleepless nights, and and all the letters you received, and words of encouragement, and and it was one of the most, one of our favorite interviews. Uh, obviously, we were rooting hard for you, but um, just to just the way you expressed your emotions and 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 kind of uh, all the support you got, that was that was really neat that you shared that with us. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. Something you don't really expect, and you don't realize how many lives you touch in the game of golf and how many people are actually watching you and paying attention to you. You know, you kind of get in your own little world when you're on the tour. You think it's just you against the golf course and your competitors. But after the after I lost that tournament, uh, I, I received over a 1,000 letters and, and uh, texts and uh, stuff. And just 
saying how proud they were of how I handled the defeat, which to me was, it lifted me up. It lifted my spirits. I was crushed because, you know, all of us dream as a kid, if you're going to win a tournament, you want to win the Masters. You want to put that green coat on. And to have one arm in a sleeve and thinking after I made that birdie on 16, I looked at the scoreboard and I said, I'm two up with two to play. I'm thinking, man, I'm going to win the Masters. That hit my, that's, I, I kind of got out of my zone and I got nervous all of a sudden. And uh, instead of playing my, my, I think my word was conservatively aggressive. That's kind of how I played golf that week where I played the positions on the greens. I always tried to get myself an upfield putt. It, even if I had to miss the green to one side where it would be an easy chip up as opposed to hitting it and having a tough downhiller. And my mind was there, and but my game was matching my mind, which is probably the hardest thing in golf, is to get it all to work together at one time. And uh, I was thinking great. My mind was clear. And then when I made that putt, it was like the world hit me. And I was thinking – I got on that 17 tee box. I was nervous. I had been nervous all week. Man, I was attacking, 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 trying to catch. And uh, next thing I know, I look at the scoreboard, and I'm like two ahead. And I think, oh, all I got to do is make two pars. I win the Masters. And boom. I, next thing you know, I pulled my tee shot to hit the tree. Uh, and I've got a six iron, but I was still in the fairway. I've got a six iron in the 17 instead of a pitching wedge. I've been hitting pitching wedge in that hole all week. And uh, I knocked it a little over. I, I, I hit a pretty good shot. It hit the green, but it kind of rolled over the back. And to this day, I made, I made a tactical short game error. Uh, I was nervous and everything. My hands were nervous. And I could have putted that ball just as easy as I chipped it. But I grabbed my sandwich. First thing I grabbed instead of grabbing the putter. Well, nowadays, it's always the putter. I don't even grab a sandwich or chipper anymore. It's so funny. <laughs> but I grabbed the, if I would have just grabbed the putter, I would have won the Masters. That was the one little decision I made that cost me the Masters because I could have lagged it down there, putted it. You know, I was only probably two or three steps off the back. It's not like I was way off the back. And uh, I had just a little uphill, just a little hill back there where the green was built up a little bit, but it wasn't much. I could have just easily tapped it over the hill. It would have rolled all the way down to the hole. But I pulled sand wedge out. Next thing you know, I bladed it, and it went over the green. And uh, then I hit a decent pitch up and, and uh, made the boat. But, uh, and then I'm one up, and I'm thinking, you know, I've been hitting driver on 18 uh, every day. And just I'd aim at the bunkers, and I, could, I couldn't reach the bunkers. Whatever I hit, if I hit it good. But I was, you know, people don't realize when they get adrenaline in them how much further you can hit a golf ball sure. and how much harder you swing at it. And I killed it. And it went, uh, it went to the same spot, but this time it went into the bunker. And I wasn't able to hit the green. I didn't get up and down. So, next thing you know, I go bogey, bogey. And it puts me in a playoff with uh, Cabrera and Chad Campbell. And, uh, you know, that was heartbreaking. But, but then to get all the people to show love to me all my career, you know, that, that meant more to me than anything. You know, it's a tough loss It's knowing that you should have won the Masters and didn't. But then to have everybody, you know, try to pick you up and, and that's what I, I just want to thank all the people who've supported me the last 35 years. There's been a lot of Kenny Perry fans, and I can't thank them enough uh, for all the love they've showed me and, uh, you know, support of me and my family in my career, which means so much to me. Well, you're easy to love. Yep. Good, yeah. good guy. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but 
uh, <laughs> it, yeah, was, you it are. was a heartbreaking, it was a heartbreaking moment. Uh, but then, you know, I was picked back up, uh, after the masters, I, I ended up winning Hartford not a few months after that. So, uh, still devastated. Over, I'm still devastated over that loss to this day. It's something I tell everybody, I'll take it to my grave. Uh, mm. you can't get over that. That is something that will never leave you. And it, it never fails. Somebody talks about it everywhere I go, you know. Oh, I was pulling so hard for you at that match. I mean, don't tell me, it never fails. And I'm like, uh, well, I appreciate you know. And I just give him a hug and tell him thanks. But I'm thinking, oh, that hurts to think about that again. <laughs> well, the good news is, is at least that means they do care, and they they did care that, and they wanted you to win. I suppose there's people who have lost tournaments and uh, everybody was like, Oh good. You know, <laughs> or maybe they didn't like that guy. So yeah. at least, at least you can take solace from that. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I still tell people to this day, I said, if that's the worst thing that ever happened to me, I'm a blessed man. I'm very lucky. I mean, that is, it's a, it's a force. We all got to kind of keep that in perspective, even though it is, you know, 200 guys living each year. To try to make a living and uh, try to win golf tournaments and, and the thrill of being able to hold that trophy up is amazing. But we still got to always remember it's still just a game. And uh, we got to remember, like, it's not life or death. Uh, I mean, everybody's fighting. You see all this from this virus. You know, there's so many people that I think 200,000 worldwide have already been killed. I mean, there's just so many. My family's healthy, and I kept telling people, my kids are good. I've got eight grandkids now. And uh, life's good. I can't complain. You know, we're all healthy and we're, we're avoiding all the problems that are out in the world today. And uh, I'm just very lucky, very blessed. All right, there you go. It's tough to get better than that. Kenny Perry right here on Real Golf Radio, brought to you in part by Hoops Vision. Go to hoopsvision.com, book your free consultation today, and mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 on your LASIK procedure. A good friend of ours, Ronnie Davis, just had his eyes done by Dr. Hoops this week, and I asked him, I said, so how was it? And he just chuckled, and he said, it's a miracle. Uh, he just can't believe <laughs> the way he, that he can see. And and by the way, if he he was a good player, before, uh, now that he can actually see where his ball goes, that's going to be kind of frightening, uh, how, how good he's yep. going to do. So anyway, uh, did talk to Dr. Hoops and they're back open again, elective surgeries in this phase. So now is a great time to get scheduled. And a lot of people had pushed things off thinking they weren't sure when it was going to open. So you might be able to sneak in. Otherwise you, it's going to get stacked up quickly. So I'd suggest getting out to hoopsvision.com, schedule that free consultation, mention real golf radio. You'll save a thousand dollars and get in there to the best at hoopsvision and hoopsvision.com short break. When we come back, we'll play our, some of our conversation, what time allows, with Andy North, a two-time U.S. Open champion and longtime ESPN analyst next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, 
Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at zionsbank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Golfers, our tee times, fairways, and greens are on the horizon. Until then, your friends at Uinta Golf encourage you to stay safe, practice social distancing, and wash your hands. Our plan is to reopen based off state and federal guidelines. During the interruption, our online store remains open at WorldwideGolfShops.com. Thank you for your patience and understanding, and most of all, for being a part of our amazing golf community. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we look forward to serving you soon. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. It's brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222. And you mentioned, Bob, at the top of the show as well, you win a golf back open again, which is fantastic. Yeah, you win a golf back open. Um, I think it's from 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock every day, uh, Monday through Saturday. Um, they're closed on Sundays, but it's great to have them back open 
And in the saddle again, as Joe Judge says. In the saddle, I like that. Joe's a great guy. He's been serving Utah golfers since 1971, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. All right, as we mentioned, we had a chance to visit with Andy North, uh, ESPN analyst and two-time U.S. Open champ. And uh, he had a cause that he was representing. Also had some good golf talk. We're not going to be able to get to all of it, but here's part of that interview. By the way, if you want to catch it all in its entirety, give us a follow on Twitter, at Real Golf. We post all of our segments there on Twitter, as well as your favorite podcaster sites here's andy north andy how are you i'm doing as well as i guess we can be at this point in time kind of just hunkered down like everybody else are you still in wisconsin we are um and we are on lockdown until may 26th um hopefully we can do some things before that we our governor opened up the golf courses this week uh walking only uh, no carts uh, 15 minute tea time. So at least it looks like there's a few parking lots full now again. So that's at least nice. Have you had a chance to visit with captain Stricker or around yeah. there in Madison, or at least what's the feel in the, in the area surrounding uh, potentially having the Ryder cup or not having the Ryder cup? Well, everybody's really excited. Uh, the, the sports fans slash golf fans of Wisconsin have really supported the big events that have come to the state. And uh, they sold out the Ryder Cup in like under 30 minutes or something. It was some crazy, crazy deal. Um, and there's a lot of people up here that, was, that were really upset that they went on however you do it um, at the time you're supposed to do it, and they couldn't get them. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously there's – you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk of late that maybe you play the Ryder Cup without people. I think that would be just a total uh, waste of time. Um, the whole the whole Ryder Cup is about the the event as a whole, and the ambiance sure. and the excitement with the people and all the other things that go with it. Uh, I just can't imagine a Ryder Cup with nobody there. You know, that the golf course there at Whistling Straits, has had a few PGA championships. Um, do you like that golf course for a Ryder Cup venue? Um, you know, the risk-reward, those things that you can do as far as um, making lots of birdies and eagles and that kind of thing? Well, I think the thing that's really interesting about Whistling Straits is that it's basically a forced carry golf course. Um, it looks lengthy, but you can't play it lengthy uh, the way it was built. Um, and the big thing there is if you get whistling straights on a day with no wind, you can really do some good there. You can make some birdies. And, uh, if, you know, if you drive the ball in the fairway, you can really make a bunch of birdies. But then the next day, the wind can blow 20 miles an hour off the lake, and it's really hard. And then the next day, it might blow 20 miles an hour from the west, and it's really hard. So the whole key there is the weather and the fact that we're playing there or hopefully playing there at the end of September. You could get literally anything. Um, it could be 75 every day, or it could be 45 with the wind blowing 20. So it, it could it could be wild. It could be absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when we were there for some PGA championships. It's uh, there's, you got to be careful just walking around that place. You can turn an ankle pretty quickly. So it, it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's quite the course for sure. Hey, uh, Andy, let's let's take a moment here and, and talk about something that's kind of personal with you. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on to talk about this. But, uh, you know, you are a survivor of prostate cancer and you and Matt Kuchar and uh, and and I'm trying to think who else was involved. Uh, 
put together a PSA. You guys are really doing some good work with the, with the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, thank you. Um, you know, J.B. Holmes was the third person that uh, was involved in this PSA. I've had it. Had it. J.B. Holmes' dad has had it. And Matt was our young guy that, you know, was just talking about it. And I, it was all about awareness and getting people to do something that's really simple, and that's to go get your blood taken and do a PSA. Um, you know, that's, it's the simplest cancer to stay on top of. Uh, and, and if detected early, you know, most people live healthy lives. Uh, so I think it's really important that you do the PSA. We just thought it'd be a, uh, when, the, when the Prostate Cancer Foundation started talking about doing this, uh, I, shoot, I'd, I'd love to do it with you. And it, it worked out great. And Matt and JB were great to work with. And I think it turned out pretty well. So, you know, hopefully do some good. And if, if it helps one person, awesome. If it helps, yeah. Hundred thousand. That's even better. Yeah, no doubt about it. You talked about early detection and doing the PSA. Uh, what about some things as far as prevention are concerned? Well, I think you know. I think it's it's basically lifestyle for for all of us with every disease. You know, if you get some exercise, get some sleep, try to eat half decent. You know, just be smart about the things you do in your life. Obviously, those you're going to have less a chance to, to get something that's severe. Um, and then just staying on top of the test, you know, there's, it's, there's so many cancers that you have no idea, um, you know, that you even have it until it's too late. This is one of them that, you know, as your PSA changes, you go in and get some tests and you can find out right away. And, and, uh, that's why you've got a chance to beat it. Andy North joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And if you want to check out the website for the Prostate Cancer Foundation, it's pcf.org. So go to pcf.org, more information. There's some suggestions, recommendations. And then, of course, if you see the commercial, it's out on YouTube. We've been playing the audio right here on Real Golf Radio. When it was presented to us, Andy, we, we loved it. We loved the when, when, when you all get together and you have the ability to, to influence change or influence action for good using your platforms as well-known individuals, uh, especially in our sport that we love so much. I, I think it's great. We have availability. We put it out on our inventory. So that's running on our show. And uh, we just, we appreciate what you're doing in that behalf. Well, I really appreciate that you guys have bought into it and you're doing your part. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it was fun to do the deal. It wasn't that big a deal to do it. And again, if it, if it helps some people and you know, for so many years, I think when, when Arnold got prostate cancer and went public with it, I think that was a real positive. That did a lot of good. You know, so many years, people don't want to talk about stuff. And, and just to get it out there and get, make people aware. And, and the more knowledge you have, usually the better off you are. And, and you can go ahead and, and make some good decisions and, and make sure that you don't have any real problems with it. Um, great, great stuff, Andy. Um, Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the game today, um, players. I know we're not playing a lot of golf right now. Yeah. Uh, do you but, do you think we're gonna get we're gonna get going back in June, um, or well, uh, think, or what do you think is gonna transpire? Well, I think what the tour's done is at least they've made an effort to try to figure a way how to start. Uh, you know, in two weeks they might have to push it back, or they might have to cancel some more terms. You don't know, but at least they've got some kind of a plan. Unfortunately. You know, some other states or regions don't have plans. 
Um, and I think at least the, the tour is trying to, to get started back. Um, to play four tournaments without any people there, I think is, is, is a reasonable idea uh, to test every player and caddy and person who is there. I think that's a great idea. Uh, you know, and just, just be smart about it. I mean, it's, if, if everybody playing there is tested negative and you stay away from people the rest of the week, it, you know, I don't see any reason why you can't, you can't do it. And, and the fact that you're outside, it's going to be warm. That helps. Um, and you know, you're not touching you only your clubs you're touching only your golf ball. Um, you know, I think all those things that make sense where in basketball, you're sharing a ball. There's, there's at the end of the day, there's 20, 22 guys that share this ball. And if one of the players has it, you know, now you got probably 18 or 20 that might have it. So I think we're lucky that the sport we play, uh, it gives us maybe an opportunity to get started a little bit earlier. I love that. Don't you think it's a real, and it's that opportunity you mentioned is for golf kind of to lead out and, uh, sports so often is that we, we talk about a distraction or a diversion from our everyday life. Well, if there was ever a diversion that was needed, I think we've realized during this drought or during this time when everything has been quarantined and shut down in professional sports, how important of a role it plays in our lives, in our in our recreational uh, habits and, and viewing t- television and, and all of those things. It It's a major driver, not only uh, for business, but also for our own sort of personal well-being. Well, you look at the ratings for the draft, they were off the charts. The, the Jordan uh, last dance that's on every Sunday night now for the next three Sundays, uh, the ratings for that are off the charts. Uh, so, you know, I think people are just starved to, to watch something. Yeah. And, and it, would, it would be really cool if golf could kind of lead the way out. Because, you know, some of the team sports, you have no idea if they're ever going to be able to get back and practice and then get after it. And, you know, you start thinking, well, are, are camps really going to open up August 1st or, you know, toward the end of July? You, you know, we, right now we don't have any idea. In two weeks, yeah. it might be sure. Or in two weeks, it might be no chance. You know, so I think that those are the hard things for at least the tours making an effort to try to come up with a game plan and, and go that direction. That's all the time we have for Andy North. Uh, we appreciate him taking some time in hour number one. Really good dude. Just uh, had the pleasure to play golf with him one time and just enjoyed the opportunity to meet him on occasion. His analysis is spot on, and hopefully we'll hear him on ESPN talking about the tour really soon. And uh, we appreciate the sponsorship here in hour number three, Mountainland Supply. By the way, now is the time to get in. They will deliver during this time. You can text them and get give them your yard information. They'll give you advice. They'll talk to you on the phone. They'll deliver it all for free everything you need you can get at mountainland supply and to find the location nearest you go to mountainlandsupply.com bob it's time for the barbecue pit stop weekend update <laughs> it's all ribs well, for I, me it's ribs for me this weekend baby ribs for you this weekend i, I haven't decided yet what i'm gonna have my my freezer's full i had some pulled pork this week 
But uh, some type of beef is going to happen on my Traeger this week. It's what's for dinner. Well, my I got to wish a happy birthday to my baby girl. She's 15 years old today. Her favorite thing that I cook on the smoker is ribs. So ribs it is, Isabel. And uh, happy birthday to you. And uh, definitely recommend getting out to Barbecue Pit Stop or BarbecuePitStop.com. They are the pit masters. They will have you barbecuing like a boss. Check them out at BarbecuePitStop.com. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. He's fantastic. I hope you enjoyed the interviews today. It was one of my favorite shows we've done in some time. And if you missed it, it's on uh, a Twitter page at Real Golf or other social channels and made all your favorite podcaster sites or just download the 1280 The Zone app and they post all the this content and segments there for your convenience as well. Uh, have a great day. Welcome to the Orange Phase. Happy May, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week, Saturday, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone and Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.